back to the Bald Face Truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. Welcome back in. Peter Sampson in for John Canzano. It's the BFT on the BFT Radio Network. But that's only partially true because joining us now ahead of the Pac-12 championship game live from Vegas is the man himself, John Canzano. JC, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm sitting on press row here at Allegiant Stadium, and the, the teams are on the field warming up, and they'll be kicking off at 5 o'clock. Awesome. So set the scene for us. Who's traveling better right now? Yeah, it's really even. You know, it's I, I think probably a few more Utah fans than than USC fans, but this game is a drive for both fan bases. It's a dream come true, I think, for the Raiders and for the Pac-12 as far as the attendance is concerned. I mean, it's a sellout. 61,000 will be here. Uh, the game's got some implications. One team's playing for a Rose Bowl, obviously, Utah, and USC trying to stay in the top four in the playoffs. So I think, you know, everybody's real happy, and Pac-12 is interested to see what happens here. Yeah, you you mentioned the Pac-12. So USC obviously kind of having one foot out the door in the conference. Do you think, and they'll never admit it, you think maybe some folks in the conference are sort of rooting against them? I think it's a win-win because on one hand, I think the conference is looking at the brand that comes with making the playoff. Like I think years from now, no one's going to remember that it was USC that got to the playoff. And, look, if you're looking for a silver lining as a Pac-12 fan, if USC gets to the playoff, what they're essentially proving is that you didn't need to go to the Big Ten to get to the playoff, that you can get there from the Pac-12 conference. So on that hand, I think people would root for them. But if they, if they get knocked out by Utah, I do think that there's going to be some people in the footprint of the Pac-12 who are snickering and going, yep, that's right, you, you know, we don't want you going to the playoff. I love that. John Canzano joining us live from Vegas. He's on site for the Pac-12 championship game between Utah and USC. Uh, talking about the game itself, uh, the way you see it, John, what is the key to this game today? Is it just as simple as which star quarterback plays better? Is there something else? Well, yeah, and USC's taking the field right now. I don't know if you guys can hear <laughs> yeah. it, but a lot of booze from the Utah fans as USC came out of the tunnel just now. Onto the field, uh, Caleb Williams is on the field now with the uh, with the offense. But uh, as they're warming up, but uh, look, y- Utah's got some questions to answer. Probably more questions than USC. We saw Utah against Oregon just two weeks ago look very ordinary. They looked like an easy out. They didn't look like they were playing their best football. Cam Rising looks hurt. So pay attention early in the game. Is Cam Rising a threat as a runner? Is he able to keep the USC offense? honest with his feet is he making throws that maybe he didn't make at Autzen Stadium a couple weeks ago if he can do those things I think Utah can stay in this game but in order to win this game I think they need Caleb Williams to throw an interception or two they need him to make some mistakes yeah I mean that's a tough ask but we saw his performance in the way that the uh, the Beavers defended I know some of that he just sort of looked off in that game against Oregon State but he is capable of being disrupted isn't he yeah, and, you know, Oregon, Trent Bray came on our show, what was it, earlier this week, yeah. and I asked him, you know, the difference between Caleb Williams and Michael Penix Jr., and he said that they had a harder time making Penix Jr. uncomfortable. They got to Caleb Williams, and Utah got to Caleb Williams a little bit, too, in their first matchup on October 15th. They sacked him three times, probably had uh, a couple of holding calls that weren't called on the USC offensive line. So pay attention early, like how tightly are they officiating this game? 
you know, will they will they call the holding calls on that USC offensive line? Because I think the mobility of Caleb Williams often puts offensive linemen in difficult positions where they're reaching and grabbing or maybe they're a little bit out of position. You mentioned the officiating. I saw your tweet, of course, George Klyovkov addressing the uh, the Pac-12 uh, officiating, procedurally speaking. He called it unacceptable. Uh, so first of all, what's the over-under on an officiating controversy tonight? <laughs> Second of all, what, do you, what does addressing that look like to you? What are some possibilities there? Yeah, look, uh, they've got to really get to the heart of the matter. It's the supervisor of officials, David Coleman. He is underqualified for his job. He barely has any on-field officiating experience. The other conferences, that position is somebody who's been in the NFL, who's officiated a whole bunch of games, and, you know, David Coleman's just not qualified to have that job. And, you know, and I say that knowing, that look, he's a nice guy. He's a veteran, served in the Army. Yeah, I mean, he's a good human being. It's not a personal thing. He's just not qualified to have that position. And so, that, first of all, that's addressing it. But tonight, like, this is supposed to be the brightest and the best of the Pac-12 officials. If they have procedural errors tonight, pay attention to that because that will be embarrassing. It will be the same old thing with, you know, coaches and fans bellyaching about it after the game. Yeah, and that's what no one wants to see. We just want to see the best of the best, the players on the field. Uh, of course, some players not on the field. USC going to miss Travis Dye in this game? Yeah, I think they will, and, you know, that's another thing. You know, he was a big factor early when this first matchup, when these two teams played. He was he was a very effective player for USC, and it'll be curious to see. Like Lincoln Riley said that yesterday. He said, you know, these, are, these teams have evolved. Well, let's see how they've evolved. Have they evolved in a positive way? Uh, and in Utah's and in Utah's defense, if you're building a case for Utah to win this game, guys, you're, you're looking at Andy Ludwig, the offensive coordinator. He had a lot of success in that first matchup. He scored on five of the six last six drives of the game. They got touchdowns. So keep an eye on uh, whether or not he figured something out in that first matchup. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic game. John Canzano at the stadium, Pac-12 championship game, USC-Utah. Trojans favored by three, over-under uh, was 67.5. Looks like that's jumped to 68. Before you go, I do want to ask you, what is your prediction for tonight? Look, uh, everybody's saying, everybody in this press box is saying USC by double digits. I'm going to go the other direction. I think this is going to be a super close game. I think that spread of three points is about right. I'm going to pick USC to win, but I think this game comes down to a game-winning field goal. Wouldn't be surprised if we see overtime. I love it, man. That's what it's all about. While I've got you here, before I let you go and get back to work, uh, I did read your column today, you know, coaches being out recruiting, you know, Dan Landing out in Detroit. Jonathan Smith, so we got the news yesterday, Chance Nolan transferring, not necessarily surprised. Do you think Jonathan Smith is going to be looking for an upgrade over Goldbrunson in the portal? I think he's looking for a quarterback today and tomorrow and through the weekend. He is in, he's in Wichita, Kansas today. He's going to Fort Lauderdale, Florida tomorrow. I'm told he's meeting with three different players in Fort Lauderdale doing in-home visits. Then he's going to Dallas after that. Then he's coming back to Corvallis for the bowl announcement on Sunday night and Monday. And then, and then you know, I expect he and his staff to get back, back out. But Jonathan told me this morning 
that all 11 Oregon State coaches are on the road in the next three days, and they're all doing the same thing. They're all getting into two and three and four households. So they've got a lot of success to sell. This is new. They're a nine-win team. They're number 15 in the rankings. So I think it's a really a different message for him in this recruiting cycle. I love it. You know, and, John, I know on your way back from Eugene, look, in Salem you've got the burrito joint, but when you're down in <laughs> Vegas for the championship game, where is the spot to eat late night? Man, I don't even know. I can tell you it's not in the press box. That's not there. But, you know, the great thing about Vegas is that and fans that travel to these events will know it. If your team gets in this game, come see it. There's so much going on here. There's so much to offer, uh, you know, in different kinds of hotels, different kinds of experiences, lots of restaurants. So, you know, you make a two-day, three two- or three-day thing out of it. I really envy the Utah and the USC fans and the Oregon fans last year that got a chance to experience this. So if you get a chance and your team gets in this thing, make it a, make it a trip. I love it, man. I can hear the excitement through your phone. That crowd sounds great, especially considering we're, what, 40 minutes ahead of kick? Yeah, we are. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. The Pac-12 network is here. They're doing a bunch of pregame stuff. And there's some good enthusiasm. they got a DJ that is working the crowd right now as the teams warm up. But pretty good atmosphere. And this stadium, if people haven't been in it, Allegiant Stadium is phenomenal. Like, it, it is uh, just really well laid out. I think it's a better stadium than SoFi Stadium, which is hard to get around if you've ever walked around that stadium. But really nice venue. The Raiders did it right. That's awesome. I love it. John Canzano, I appreciate your time, man. I'll let you get back to it, and I'm looking forward to the uh, column late tonight or uh, tomorrow morning with my coffee. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you. <laughs> appreciate you. That's John Canzano, the best in the biz right there if you need him. Man, you could feel that energy coming through the phone. Like, Stephen, that was the best of both worlds. We could hear him clearly. He could obviously hear me. But, man, you could just hear the roars in the back. Yeah, so he initially called on his cell phone, and you could hear it, but it was like it was kind of muffled his voice. So he went to a landline, and he's like, is this better? I was like, yeah, I can hear the crowd. I can hear you more clearly. Like, I mean – you know, I heard that this game was a sellout. You read that it was a sellout, but yeah. you think back to a couple years ago in the Pac-12 title game when it was in Santa, Santa Clara. There's nobody there, so this atmosphere is awesome. You know, I think I think Vegas has really become you know the home of the Pac-12, and I think they've really embraced it. And the fans have done a good job because why would you not want to go to Vegas to watch your team in a championship game? I'm excited about this one, Peter. I you know I, I'm I'm kind of with John. I do think Utah gets the win tonight. Yeah. Uh, where you know he said USC, but I think Utah gets the win. But all I'm really hoping for is just a good game to kind of put the Pac-12, you know, in the spotlight when everyone's watching them. I think it's be a fun night. Yeah, man, it sure sounds like it. I mean, these are two teams. I'm not a fan, quote unquote, of either of these two teams. But man, just listening to him have to raise his voice and you hear the boos the rain boos down on awesome. USC. That was awesome. I love that. Ooh. I'm jealous. I wish I was there right now. But JC, man, that's why he's the best of the best. He goes where the story is. And uh, you know at johnconzano.com, he's going to have something great pumped out uh, late night tonight, delivered fresh to your inbox. Again, I said earlier in this show, there are only two... Uh, I guess you call them newsletters, you know, that I subscribe to. One is John Canzano. The other one is Sean Hyken. I had both of them on the show today. Sean Hyken talking Blazers at 5-15. Pac-12 championship game. Utah-USC getting underway in just about half an hour. It's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a tight one, too. I don't see a USC double-digit win here. I could see USC winning. I could even see them covering and winning by, you know, 5-6-7. I could, I could see it. I just... Utah is no pushover, and I know that Rising has been dinged up for a while, but 
we've seen defenses be able to sort of like Caleb, Caleb Williams, he's sort of that guy like you can't stop him, but you can contain him a little bit. We saw Oregon State do that. And, I mean, we all know they should have won that game. They had ample opportunity to knock off USC. But I think that Utah might be able to make life just difficult enough for him. I know that it's not that USC is totally without a run game at this point, but I think they might miss Travis Dye if Williams is struggling. They don't have that guy that can just break off, you know, 90, 100, 105 yards in this game. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And. You know, I know Utah's been struggling, but you know Josh Newman came on the show yesterday with Judah, and he mm-hmm. even mentioned the Utah defense has been playing a lot better. And I know they played Colorado, but you go back to when they played the Ducks in what was you know what was thought to be you know the game that they needed to win to get to the Pac-12 right. title game. They lose, but they only gave up what twenty-one points in that game. Mm-hmm. And I know Bo Nix was hurt, but then the next week Bo Nix goes out and leads the Ducks to thirty-four against that Beaver defense in Corvallis. So. I think that this Utah defense is rounding into shape a little bit. I don't think they're going to dominate the game by any stretch. But I think, like you said, they can contain Caleb Williams a little bit, slow him down. And I think the offense is going to be able to score on USC. They did last game, I believe what John said, five or six straight possessions in the second half. I think Utah's going to be able to score enough. I think Utah gets the win. And I think it's going to be a close one. But I think, again, the Pac-12 is going to cannibalize itself and hold itself back (laughs) from getting getting to the playoff. But I think that's just kind of what it is this year. Um, but it's going to be an exciting game. Wouldn't that be the most Pac-12 thing ever? I it mean, I, I should have added that. We started the show with the list of things that we learned about the Pac-12 this year. I could have put my Nostradamus hat on and said, we know the Pac-12 will cannibalize itself. That's why Utah is going to knock off USC. I think I like USC in this game, but man, I've got it, I've got it like 31-28, which I guess is yeah. hitting the under. I, I think there's going to be some points. I don't know that it's going to go over, but I don't I don't think it's going to be a super low-scoring game because, I mean, both these teams can score, man. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be – I think they're going to be tight a little bit at the start. I think both teams might yeah. be a little tight in the first half. And, you know, I think we're going to look up. It's going to be 10-10, to 14-10 to 10 in the first half. And you're thinking, well, this is a lot lower scoring than I thought it would be. And they'll break out in the yeah, third. Yeah, and then this third and fourth quarter might break out a little bit. But I, I think you're right. I think the under is the way to go in this game. And I do like Utah. So I- I'm excited, man. I-, I think Utah is ready for this. Kyle Whittingham earlier in the week said everyone's already counting us out. Everyone knows he says Caleb Williams got the Heisman. They're going to the college football playoff, and this is where we want to be. This yeah. is what we like. We like being the underdogs, so I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, should be a great game. All right, we'll go away, come back, more sports talk on the other side. Sean Hyken talking Blazers in about 40, 45 minutes or so. You're not going to want to miss that. I am Peter Sampson. This is the Bald Face Truth on the BFT Radio Network.